Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. We've had some fabulous episodes this week with lots of vibrant discussion about important topics, politics, COVID-19, and uh, the direction of the nation. And uh, we'll continue that discussion. We're going to have our Financial Friday segment shortly, but we'll have open phones during the 9 a.m. hour. Uh, none of it goes on the radio, but through our fabulous producer, Rob Center. So we're always very grateful for his help and hard work uh, throughout the week. Directly across from me and diametrically opposed to me on probably one or two political topics, if we <laughs> steeped it down there, is Mr. Ben Reichley, Republican committee person, business person, uh, a local uh, transportation leader, and just uh, just uh, what an American first, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you like to say. And a co-host for the next hour and a half. Well, that's right. An objective listener, and uh, we'll see. Uh, Joe comes in with Fox Funnels in his ears, and do you do something like Fo- that? Fox Funnels? Yeah, so they can only hear Fox. He can't <laughs> hear other stations. No, I uh, I, I take in uh, a, a group of folks, but I will say this: uh, I believe the the Wall Street Journal has now become the paper of record uh, for the United States. Oh. So uh, no, gather, gather your information. Beware. Uh, More time, objective lately. Uh, Wall Street Journal has pretty much always, always been, been oh, and okay. well, a, a, a very nice editorial page that gives you some pros and cons, but uh, no, the Wall Street Journal, I would believe, is the paper of record which has replaced some of the uh, the Times and the Post and the Ledgers and this the and world. that, because uh, we don't know what's going on out <laughs> there know, in media. I was, was reading the Johnstown Democrat this week, and I thought, oh, boy, I see why they left the word Democrat <laughs> in it. <laughs> that was funny. All right, but we'll uh, talk about media bias a little bit later on. A man who reads the Wall Street Journal from cover to cover is on the news line with us now, Bob Garrett. Oh, he, he absorbs He absorbs it. He holds it up to his forehead and it just kind of goes in. Uh, president and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. We always do Financial Friday on the day the job numbers come out. Well, they have already come out, uh, and uh, 11.1% labor participation rate uh, starting to go back in the correct direction again, so uh, the numbers are fairly positive. Uh, Bob, good morning. Thank you so much for checking in today. I was just uh, relieved that you didn't say that I took a shower with the Wall Street Journal every morning (laughs) so I could, through osmosis, soak in all that uh, information. Hey, by the way, uh, while you were talking, I I thought, you know what, I'm just going to look up the phrase diametrically opposed, just so Ben understands what you were saying to him. (laughs) It means to be completely and directly in opposition to something. The reference is to the two opposing points on either end of a diameter line drawn across a circle. So there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot better than a circumferential line because you just go in circles and circles and circles, and we never want that. <laughs> That's more like on the mark itself, <laughs> on a daily yeah. basis. So okay, well, eleven point one percent our U.S. unemployment rate. Help us dig into that with some reaction and uh, your thoughts on that topic. 
Yeah, and in fact, I, I queued up for uh, our, our little briefing that we do for this show. I queued up the uh, a theme of, if it's so bad, why are the numbers so good? Um, uh, the fact of the matter is 11, uh, 11%, anything in that range, uh, is, is not great as compared to where we were back in February. But the fact of the matter is, in the last two months, in May and June, the national economy is on a comeback and has created 7.5 million jobs. So uh, a lot of good, there's a lot of good inside of what is still a very negative economic situation, uh, and it looks like we're, we're climbing out of this. I think, I think we're all experiencing it, Mark and Ben. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're probably all doing more than we were doing a month ago, certainly a lot more than we were doing two months ago as far as getting out, spending, uh, those kind of things. And we're seeing that in the uh, economic recovery. Um, and, and when we dig into the local numbers, uh, that's really going to be interesting, Mark, because we're going to find out that uh, locally we're actually doing pretty well. All right. Well, there's no reason to delay. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, we see neighboring Center County with a low jobless rate. What are the jobless rates in Snyder, Union, or Thumbelin and Montour counties? I guess what, what you're referring to, Mark, is uh, the latest data we have. So this would be May, uh, a reminder to the listeners that the local numbers are always a month delayed from the national numbers. Uh, and the fact that the, this show is a week later means that we have the most up-to-date uh, numbers because typically we're two months behind uh, with our local numbers, but the one-week uh, uh, interlude has given us a chance to get some more up-to-date information. So in May, what we were seeing is, yes, in fact, Center County is the lowest unemployment county in the state at 8.3%. Number two happens to be Montour County at 9.1%, uh, second lowest uh, in the state. Uh, Union County is really not too far behind. Uh, they're tied for sixth uh, lowest at 10.1%. Uh, by the way, they're tied with Perry County, which we, you know, was one of our contiguous counties uh, just south of, uh, just south of, um, of Snyder County, and uh, and uh, and Snyder is right. You know, as as always, Union Snyder are right. You know, sometimes one's a higher than the others. One sometimes the others higher than the other. Uh, but Snyder County is right behind at 10.3% which keeps it in the ranking of the 10 counties with the lowest rates um, uh, in the, of the 67 counties in the state. And, and quite honestly, Northumberland County is very, very respectable at 13.3%. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I get accused of being uh, one of those people whose glass is always half full. Uh, and let me just say, for, those, for that 13.3%, I mean, we're talking about several thousand people here in our four-county area, th this economy is still tough, and it's rough. And, and we, we hear the stories about delays and unemployment payments, et cetera. There's still a lot of pain out there. The point is, is we're bouncing back. We did well uh, in comparison to other counties. I mean, you look around the southwestern Pennsylvania, Mark, uh, we're seeing 16.7%. Some of the up in the heavy-duty uh, oil belt, if you will, uh, counties up in the northern tier, almost 20%. So those, those counties are near depression levels. So actually, one's at 20.3%. I think that's Forest County. Uh, so, uh, so we're doing actually pretty well uh, here in the greater Susquehanna Valley. And I think even at the darkest days, at the end of uh, March, early April, 
uh, we looked around, and a lot of our local businesses were actually doing pretty well. Uh, they were still staying in business because of the resiliency, because of the nature of the work that they do. Uh, so we didn't hit the low lows, uh, but now we're going to work to get back to where we were uh, pre-COVID-19 when it's safe to do that. Uh, no one no one is suggesting let's be unsafe, let's just open the gates and then have another spike uh, in infections. What we're saying is let's be safe, let's uh, be well, you know, keep everybody uh, well, uh, but let's stay open as much as we can. Well, Bob, one of the things, though, when you look at the numbers within Pennsylvania and look at the numbers around the United States, even to a degree around the world, is the segments of of the groups uh, in in business that are growing and not growing or coming back and, and, and are flat. And I'm looking at Pennsylvania, and you look at some of those territories that this time of the year tourism is huge people you know coming through at the you know stopping at the uh, state parks or stopping at a uh, you know going up to their uh, campgrounds uh, you know local uh, grocery stores local restaurants and and you know my, my thought on this summer is if you're in that industry i mean i hate to say this if you're in the uh ski industry and you have a winter that you don't get any snow and you can hardly make snow it's hard to make money so when you look at pennsylvania and you look at the segments you look at you know the manufacturing you look at construction you look at then hospitality it looks like that hospitality segment is is going to take a hit this year and that's where the president and the administration is looking at a, a fourth quote-unquote stimulus package right yeah and 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 keep in mind uh you know we call them stimulus but it's really not stimulus in in what we may have thought about five six eight years ago stimulus this is really about liquidity yes you know the fact of the matter is there's not going to be a world uh, a, um, a world series of little league uh, this year in Williamsport. so there's not going to be a pouring into our local uh, leisure and hospitality um, sector, you know, the $25 million or whatever the, that the World uh, Series brings to our area. Well, how are we going to make up for that? Well, for now, the way we're going to make up for that, the way we're going to keep, um, keep our businesses going is with these um, investments that are being made uh, from the federal government. The federal government will get their money back. That's, uh, that's not a question. Uh, what we have to do, though, is we have to keep these businesses up and running and get them through what's going to be a rough patch because I think we're all we're all thinking that once we get the vaccine 2021 is going to be a great year. Well, but we're not going to get to 2021 until we get to t- through 2020 and frankly Ben if you know if we end up losing 25 30% of our businesses in the uh, hospitality leisure and hospitality industry we won't be able to rebound. We've got to keep those businesses open and and it makes a lot of sense. Well, there, there's a point of, of Darwinism, Bob, that, that comes into play here when people get down to the real brass tacks, is, you know, some businesses will get out, and some businesses, unfortunately, will get out, some for the right reasons. You see some businesses that are shutting down, people are retiring, and you see some businesses that, that just couldn't make it. This was too big of a hurdle that they could make it. So, uh, you know, do we come back stronger uh, after this uh, to a degree. But then look at segments of real estate 
car sales, um, you know, the, the supermarkets, uh, the people at Wise's, their, their stock has been uh, uh, constantly going up. Uh, I, I hear a lot of positives from business people, far more positives than, than on the negative side. So, so it is, is, it's going to be interesting how this plays out, I, I think, really over the next six to eight weeks. Well, Bob, yeah, I, I think six. To, yeah, I think I think you have the right time frame uh, there. Uh, and one of the things you're uh, referring to there is the sectors of the economy. And I have in the briefing. I don't know. There's a way for the folks in the radio. I can sort of try to explain it to it with a word picture here. But essentially, what we're we're looking at is leisure and hospitality industry uh, lost something. You know, they, they had the biggest loss of all the sectors. And they're now experiencing the greatest gain uh, return of that uh, sector. So, uh, for example, in uh, in May and June, uh, over uh, well, 7.5 million, or one third of the jobs that have been lost between February, uh, April, and May, are now back uh, in that sector. And we can see by other sectors where that uh, where. Um, Folks are coming back online. It's interesting in the education and health services sector, uh, which is it's interesting that they put that sector as one. Uh, <laughs> but what we heard about was during COVID nineteen when they were we were worried about our healthcare facilities being overrun. Um, a lot of those uh, what they call elective surgeries were set aside. Those are now being rescheduled now, and and most of the layoffs that we saw heard about. Uh, in our healthcare sector, are those folks are coming back to work as well? Well, we'll, we'll post the word picture that you're painting on WKOK.com yeah. so folks will be able to see it. Well, you know, it's interesting in education too, though, Bob. Is is I understand most of the public education folks have been, you know, getting a paycheck. Uh, you know, a lot of the folks are still are still getting compensated <laughs> to a certain degree. So, you know, the education departments have they quote-unquote shut down no they, they're just on a little bit of a hiatus and a planning mission it sounds like that every public school was at 10,000 school districts across the country are, are pre-planning now to try to be open here in August and uh, and September well and I think market and uh, the on the mark program I should say uh, with Mark at the uh, steady hand on the throttle there have had several superintendents in to uh, talk to the uh, to the listeners, and everybody's heard. You know, these these superintendents are they've they've got they don't only ha- only have Plan A and Plan B. They have Plan C, D, E, F, G, up to double Z uh, for how things are going to operate this fall. And my understanding is uh, that the schools in the Greater Susquehanna Valley were able to pivot pretty effectively. Um, now, you know, we continue to have our issue with rural broadband. But they were able to pivot pretty effectively and um, and keep the students, um, you know, keep the teachers teaching and the students learning. Uh, I think we all want to see those students back in the classrooms, at least the ones that are going to be in the classroom. Keep in mind, not every student goes to a classroom, uh, but the uh, we want to see them back uh, back to school in the coming uh, couple of weeks. Uh, here probably sometime mid-August we'll be hearing about well we uh, hope so repopulating well, class well you and you have the fall sports if they're going to happen but Bob the template has been laid out it can be upgraded to the 21st century the rural electric co-op 
Okay, let's bring it into the 21st century, the rural broadband co-op, and, and make this happen, because for rural America to be on an equitable playing field with suburban and urban America, uh, that needs to be implemented, I believe. And Bob, we posted the graph you, you uh, developed and talked about on our Facebook page, if folks want to look at that. Where is the territory covered by this graph? Is this our region, the chamber region, or is this Pennsylvania or the nation as a whole? Yeah, so that, that, uh, the source of that is the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So the, that's the data that came out last Friday. Then the Council of Economic Advisors, uh, that's the uh, two dozen or so economists and, and folks who know a lot about a lot when it comes to the economy, uh, went in and, and, and adjusted, uh, you know, made their seasonal adjustments, et cetera, and they developed uh, what, you're, what you have posted up as figure one, payroll job losses by sectors uh, since February 2020. And, and this is for the nation. Very fascinating because right. it, it shows the dip uh, that came, uh, you know, February, March, April, and now it's showing how that dip is be, is getting refilled uh, by the jobs as the jobs are coming back in. And again, Mark, I don't I don't want anyone to get the impression that that we're whole again. We're not whole yet, uh, but we do have about a third of the jobs that were lost uh, have been refilled. Um, you know, it, it, we almost need a, a, a new language to talk about the economy these days because, you know, by and large, most of the people who were laid off or furloughed, it was because of COVID-19. There was, it wasn't because they didn't have business. It wasn't because they weren't doing well uh, or those kind of things. It was because they, they, had to get, they had to get people out of, get distance between folks so we didn't end up infecting everybody. Uh, those folks are now coming on uh, back online uh, mm -hmm. very quickly, and uh, and and we're going to do everything we can. One of the things that the chamber did is early on in this, we put out responsible reentry. We came up with some ideas for local businesses how they could responsibly get reopen and get going, uh, and w while maintaining social distance, and, you know, all that the, the things we've talked about a uh, hundred times now. Mark, you know, wash your hands and uh, and sneeze into your elbow, and all the, all those common things that we now consider to be common sense. Well, what we're going to be putting out next week, we're going to be publishing. It's great to be green. A little takeoff of uh, Sesame Street, I believe there, but it's great to be green. Uh, um, stay safe, stay well, stay open, uh, because mm -hmm. what we what we want to do at the chamber is provide the resources that folks need, that businesses need, that agencies need uh, in the Valley so that they have all those resources at one place uh, so they can stay open and we don't have the, uh, the big surges that we've seen in some other uh, parts of the country where maybe they didn't do things uh, as well as they could have. All right, we're doing the deep dive into the jobless situation locally. A uh, you know right around 10% in some of the counties around here. So 10% of the folks around here are enjoying the uh, extra unemployment compensation if they finally got through to the offices and got signed up. So they're gonna, we're going <laughs> to dig a little bit more into that. Well, that's, that's a big sad. segment of that's our population that's on the dole, the as they say. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Plus, we still had a factor of some individuals were underemployed as the economy was booming around here. So. Uh, 
uh, we're going to continue that conversation. Bob Garrett's on the line. If you have a question or observation, you'll have to text it or email it to us. Email it to onthemarket.koka.com or text it at 70236. Uh, on the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. <laughs> they're working on it. Well, they, they, they haven't changed the Redskins' name yet. What are they going to name it to the Washington Reds? All right, we got to wrap up our conversation with Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce on yep. Financial Friday, ultra-informed. Uh, Bob, anything to say for that 10% segment of our population that's still looking, hoping to get back into the workplace? Maybe they were, they've been unemployed for a while or were underemployed uh, since the Great Recession not too long ago. Uh, any words of advice or information to those individuals? Well, you know, uh, Mark, I guess uh, hopefully I don't sound like I'm just beating on the same drum over and over again when when people hear me say this, but we really believe that in the greater Susquehanna Valley, you you know, if you think back to March, think back to before the COVID-19 closed down, we had significantly more job openings than we had people looking for the work. We still had some people on the sidelines uh, that not in the participation rate that we talk about so often. And we believe that mostly that comes from a skills gap. And uh, I really see this opportunity, while, you know, while folks have moved almost all training and all learning uh, to online formats, this would be an excellent time for people to uh, jump in, see what they can find, uh, low-cost, no-cost training, low-cost, no-cost certifications, uh, everybody, uh, every uh, post-secondary institution, every training establishment I know of, every uh, trade union has training out there trying to get people uh, to, not only to get the skills they need to get the job, but get the skills they need to advance in the jobs that they already have. Well, and what a better time to do that than right now. You know, it's, it's too hot to go outside or it's, <laughs> the weather's bad or something like that. Use that time to jump on uh, the computer, turn off the, uh, the video games for a little while, and turn on your brain and pick up some new skills that will uh, help you in the long run with your career. Chamber activities coming up? Yeah, a couple. Uh, I want to tell you that we, uh, our Wine and Food Fest has been, uh, has been reconfigured, rethought, and uh, it's a go. We're going to be on August 22nd. Uh, we're going to be out at Rusty Rail. It will be a two here uh, to a timed event. Uh, we're going to be able to do social distancing and all that uh, on August 22nd. Saturday, August 22nd, we'll be at the Rusty Rail. There'll be uh, a lunch um, food and wine fest, and then there'll be a dinner 
Food and Wine Fest. In between the two, uh, the folks at Rusty Rail are going to sanitize and clean and all that. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the, it will be inside or mostly inside, so uh, the weather's not going to be an issue for us. Uh, so that's coming up. We're real excited about that. Um, we had our transportation committee meeting uh, this morning, and uh, uh, and that was a Zoom meeting. But we had that, and we heard some real good uh, information, some updates on the Central Susquehanna Valley Thruway and on the Northumberland project. Uh, Ted Deptula did report, uh, Mark, that they're done in uh, Northumberland. This was his final report on the Northumberland project. Uh, you know, they have a little bit of tucking, you know, a few nips and tucks uh, here and there, but that's more of a maintenance issue. Uh, and uh, it was generally everyone thought that the project worked out well. Um, thank you for the patience of the people of Northumberland. I know this was a tough, uh, tough run, uh, but it's really going to help the mobility of our valley. Um, and last evening, uh, there was a, a uh, closure of 147. That's because the final section of the bridge deck pouring, uh, the, the pouring that they did literally right over top of 147 was last evening, the pouring of concrete. Um, and that's the last or the third and final section of the bridge deck to be poured. So a lot of good things happening uh, in the transportation area. And, of course, the chamber will be back up and running in full speed in August, uh, everything from business education to uh, uh, to all of the other committees that we have in place. Hey, so Bob, lots we, of good things happening in the Valley. Bob, we got 45 seconds. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, state budget this year? Uh, well, <laughs> there's a big hole uh, in the state budget. Uh, no real surprise. Now, of course, tax day, uh, uh, as we know, Ben, isn't until next Wednesday, uh, so or Thursday, I guess, whatever the 15th is. Uh, but uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, all those taxes that the state typically would have seen on April 15th, uh, they're seeing on July 15th this year. So hopefully part of that hole gets filled in. Uh, but as Linda uh, Schlegel-Calver mentioned at the Transportation Committee, everybody's biting their nails. It's, uh, we have a very, very tight budget uh, this year, and, and some things are going to have to be cut. Well, thank you so much. Always appreciate the update. GSVCC.org, Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Bob Garrett on the line. Uh, Call him at 570-743-4100. Thank you so much for checking in, Bob. Always good to hear from you. Always a pleasure. And you can come here in person in three weeks, so we'll talk to you then. (laughs) Thank you. Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the market is open phone, so we're going to continue the discussions we had this week. Got a wide range of fabulous discussions about uh, coronavirus and masking and President Trump and uh, Joe Biden and uh, really just uh, some great discussions. Media bias popped up this week. You mentioned the Wall Street Journal is, uh, is a good newspaper if you're looking for things that are pretty close to the middle, so I certainly respect that. So we can talk about that. Uh, so we'll open up the phones, the top 
topic of your selection. We do have uh, one email pending, so uh, we'll read that on the radio as well. That hails all the way from Texas, so oh. we'll, we'll read that coming up shortly. Hosting. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. From the Johnstown Tribune Democrat, the current surge in COVID-19 in southwestern Pennsylvania appears to be from a coronavirus strain that is less lethal than the original strain that slammed the nation earlier this year, according to UPMC experts. Quote, you may have heard in the news that there is a dominant global strain now that seems to transmit easier but is less deadly. That's the strain we're detecting here, says Dr. Graham Snyder of UPMC Medical, uh, the UPMC Medical Director for Infection Prevention. He said during a press briefing yesterday, it seems to transmit easier, more contagious, but less deadly. He says in the past two weeks, Allegheny County has seen a surge of more than 2,000 new COVID-19 cases, nearly doubling the county's total cases of 4,300 since the first cases were identified in March. But the new cases are largely hitting a younger age group, Snyder said, noting that average age of those testing positive in Allegheny County is currently under 30. That's the average. Quote, those cases are largely linked to younger people who contracted the virus, whether while traveling or while socializing without masks or proper social distancing, unquote, according to Snyder. Uh, there has not been a corresponding increase in hospitalizations or patients requiring ventilators, as was seen in the spring, according to Dr. Donald Yealy, UPMC Chairman of Emergency medicine quote I believe we can keep it that way if we focus on protecting the frail the elderly and other vulnerable people uh, Yealy said during the press briefing uh, we have more of that article posted at wkok.com and you can uh, check that out at wkok.com what would the traveling have to do with it if you travel and you still wear a mask and you social distance. Uh, that was the part of the business segment there. Uh, a lot of business travelers said they went out of the area, went to places either internationally or lo- uh, oh, okay. into urban so, areas so and came they back. Brought it back so that was, uh, I forget the precise, but it was like 10 to 13 percent of the COVID-19 cases were not because of bar hopping in Pittsburgh. They were business class people that picked it up elsewhere. So mm-hmm. it was a it was a measurable amount. It was uh, sizable, but you know they have a vibrant international economy in and around the Pittsburgh area, and that that's not too shocking. So all right. So anyway, uh, back to COVID. Six new Valley cases. So of course our numbers remain very locally low. Northumberland County has five new cases. Snyder County has one, and Union County lost a case. One of their good COVID victims uh, got transferred to another county, probably over to that Snyder County mm, case. Probably so. more though throughout not only the state of Pennsylvania, but throughout the United States of America. Well, that's true. Yeah, it could, could have gone anywhere. And uh, we talked about you know, what are our local numbers? Five new cases in Northumberland County, 158 new cases in Allegheny County yesterday, and 161 in Philadelphia County. So those are brand new cases. Well, this uh, is the ones in Allegheny County or the 2.0 version you're talking about? Right. This is more contagious, less deadly. So what, what is that? More contagious, less deadly, so is 
what, people people are going to get it, recover, get their antibodies, and move on. That's oh, so the that's risk. Well the, said. The risk factor has lowered then, right? Uh, for, for not for the groups that are in the uh, high risk segment of the population, you know, seventy and above. Yeah, hospitalizations above are way or, down. Or, or they, they have tremendous things. hospital yeah. availability there, hmm. and almost complete ventilator availability in Allegheny County. So they're they're doing well in that regard. Hey, I I I can't interpret it like you can, but I do definitely see that the the virus is uh, being passed on more frequently to younger people, and this these are the people who get tested. Remember, there's X percentage, and we really don't know what that number is, who don't get tested because their symptoms just never pop up to the point where they need to. They are contagious through, you know, through some of that ailment, but they're never so critically ill that they desire to get a test. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and you also have the cases, and this is probably more noted in Pittsburgh than it is around here, where you get one individual in a home that gets it, and no one else in the house or in the business or in the office or in the travel circle or the social circle get it. Just one individual gets it, and that's it. So that's a phenomenon that we're seeing pop up. So, and we're seeing we're seeing some information all over the place. The models have sort of gone away. The Washington University model, which was wrong consistently, has, has sort of fallen off the radar. Well, in Drexel University, po- remember I told you they had the boat tail in the mm-hmm. fall. They pulled, that's that's dissipating. You know, okay. it's almost down to just a, 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 it looks like an increase, but it's, you know, still low levels. And, and interesting when you see on some of the uh, news is uh, they seem not to put California in there quite a bit. And you see California, which was locked down, quasi-reopened, then what they have to go through. And, and now we're seeing Texas, Florida, and, and, of course, that gets put out. And what, Alabama, right? Well, it, you know, p- p- pick some states. But then then you look at it and, you know, if people don't, uh, you know, if, if the governments of these uh, states and the mayors of these uh, municipalities and the, the leaders say these are the guidelines to go by and people don't go by the guidelines, it doesn't matter if you're a red or blue state, uh, you're going to uh, potentially bring this on. However, it looks like the hospitalization sides and the death sides, uh, like I said, the equation has gotten probably a little more complicated. Well, in Pennsylvania, we're where we need to be. And, you know, part of the things we have to change the way we talk about COVID in Pennsylvania, because in the early part of the pandemic, when the COVID-19 strain that was active was more deadly, it was terrible to get it. And so we treated it like it was a pandemic, that it's terrible to get it. But now there's a milder strain, uh, more contagious, but far less hospitalizations. So you have we have to remember personally to take that dire tone out of things mm-hmm. that, you know, we have a very contagious disease that can hurt elderly and individuals who are in a high risk zone. But for most of the young bar hoppers in Pittsburgh, this is this just gives them bragging rights. And that's about it. Do you think so. a dire tone is going to change Behavior. with what's happening on November 4th? In an election year, do you uh, think the I've media is going to have a? <laughs> I think that's <laughs> are worth they going to they going to change their tune in this election year? Because believe me, uh, people are trying to make political hay over this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if you watch NBC, we're all going to die right here and now. No, oh, I so, mean, and, and that's it's part over. Of it. You might, you can't even that's dial the phone. It. It's over. I mean, it's the REM song, "The End of the World as We <laughs> as Know we It." Know it. <laughs> all right, uh, some other very brief headlines here. An activist group, if not us, then who will host another rally this weekend? 
again, the group says their peaceful rally will take place Sunday in Cameron Park in Sunbury from 2 to 5 p.m. And the group says that they are pushing for true equality and are asking participants to wear a cloth mask, and they'll have a limited number of cloth masks available for individuals. And what are we, they protesting? Uh, true equality. They're seeking, not protesting. Okay. Well, they call them protest. Well, rallies. Actually, they call themselves a rally now. Mm -hmm. uh, Vice President Mike Pence made a bus tour in eastern Pennsylvania Thursday. Our correspondent Mark Sims made two presidential visits yesterday, or vice presidential visits, first with Mike Pence. At the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge in Philadelphia, Vice President Pence praised police officers, saying they will always have the support of the Trump administration. We will always honor the service of the men and women of law enforcement, and we will always honor your dedicated families. And Pence called out the radical left for its calls to defund police. Under this president and this administration, we're not going to defund the police. Pence added that the nation does not need to choose between supporting communities and supporting law enforcement. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Same reporter, head up the Northeast Extension. Former Vice President Joe Biden unveiled a $700 billion jobs plan during his campaign stop in Lackawanna County. Speaking at a metalworks plant in Dunmore near his hometown of Scranton, Biden said his Build Back Better plan seeks to create at least 5 million good paying jobs in manufacturing and innovation. In touting his plan, Biden said the Trump administration has forgotten about working families. Donald Trump has been almost singularly focused on the stock market. Not you, not your families. If I'm fortunate enough to be elected president, I'll be laser focused on working families. The middle class families I came from here in Scranton, not the wealthy investor class. They don't need me, but working families do. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And we do have some other brief news headlines, but we've got a very patient caller. So we'll go to the phones, 1-800-795-9565. No additional uh, local headlines, just some conversation starters from the AP. So we'll get to those shortly. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, Carl from Mifflinburg, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, good morning, everybody. Uh, just a quick note. I, if you watch the percentages of deaths, we, we are slightly ahead of what the normal flu would be. But now that the percentages of death are going down and it's becoming more contagious, what we really are dealing with is a really bad flu. And I'd just like to make one prediction. November 4th, if hopefully Joe Biden does not win election... <laughs> But if, if that would happen, I w my prediction is that the coronavirus is going to miraculously disappear from the news. And uh, that, that's my prediction. Well, Carl, it's, uh, I've said it months ago, if Donald Trump would resign, Mike Pence would take over, he would resign, and Nancy Pelosi becomes president, which is a secession, uh, this, uh, this pandemic would have uh, been greatly reduced uh, by the media. And the, the, oh, the, the, it would have been a 180 in their coverage and how they covered it and the words that they would have been used uh, by the media covering the Pelosi administration. Yeah, it would all be praise on how phenomenal she's handling it. Yeah, which, show, uh, and, which shows and, the and uh, hypocrisy of the press. Oh, it, it, I think it, it's so obvious. And hopefully, I'm just praying that the people out here are smart enough to see through this and uh, not give us a Joe Biden, God forbid. 
Well, remember Joe's hard scrabble from Scranton. It's interesting how Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden all of a sudden become Scrantonians uh, when they need to. Joe Biden left Scranton. Joe Biden's political career, if, if people go back and look at it, there's an editorial writer who's a serial Joe Biden fan. Uh, and if you look at Joe Biden's record, it's, uh, uh, oh boy, if it's average at best, I'm being overly polite. Yeah, well, it's it, it pretty much if you follow it like you just said, uh, he's a Scrantonian and Clinton's a Scrantonian when they're running for an office. And it's pretty much the same as the Democratic <laughs> Party. The Democratic Party supports the minorities every four years. Uh, but then after the election, they kind of forget about them. And then, you know, they just pander to them and uh, they expect to vote. And I, I really think with the uh, with my friends that are of uh, of color, they're they're realizing this now, and uh, they're uh, they're voting Republican, which is fantastic. scaring the Democratic Party out of their wits. With when they see minorities, uh, particularly successful business minority uh, folks, and uh, where they're looking at, and it's coming to light finally. And President Trump peeled the, peeled this back on the Democratic Party. Be what you are. Be what you are. They've taken advantage of minorities over the years, expected their votes. We, you know, we heard uh, uh, Biden talk about it on the radio show. Uh, and also, too, the, the scenario is what does the black population have to lose? And what, oh, okay. what we see is we see the poverty pimps and uh, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and that group where it's uh, it's the business of poverty. It's the business of not solving problems because if they really wanted to, if black lives mattered as much as they want to protest and say they would, they would be in Chicago, Baltimore, shutting down the deaths of uh, these young black folks uh, in 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 the uh, in the cities. It's it's just tremendous. The hypocrisy is is a Panama Canal deep and wide. I, I agree 100%, and I, like I said, I feel, I feel very strongly that the minority community is finally waking up. After Joe Biden said, you're not black if you don't vote for me, if that <laughs> didn't make them open their eyes up, nothing will. Yeah, right? look, There's look no at, good candidate. It made it painfully clear. There's no good candidate out there. There's no argument about that. Yeah, look that. at Shelby Steele and uh, I want to say Dr. Woodson, I can't uh, remember the uh, his first name, who were involved in the civil rights in the uh, in the 60s and who fought and, and what they talk about. Look at what they say now. And, and it's also interesting, uh, Johnson uh, BT, former owner of uh, the Black Entertainment Network, what he's saying about the uh, wimpiness of uh, some of these uh, white elitists and uh, and how, how they feel, how they laugh at them behind, this, behind closed doors. So, uh, no, I, the, the real story should come out and let people vote the, the way they feel. But the black community, there's a huge upside. And look, look what this administration, the Trump administration, has done in the three years in helping uh, the minorities. All right. Thank yeah, you so much, in, Carl. In three, in three short years, and we had eight years of uh, Biden and Obama. And for the first two years, they had the House and the Senate, and they didn't do a thing for them. <laughs> well, remember, some of these Republicans are complicit in the uh, business of poverty because uh, they, they, they ride on some of this reelection to their own rights. So it's, it's, the, oh, absolutely. It, it's the political scheme that we seem to be under here in the United States. And hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, uh, people of all ilks can look at it and say, hey, what's best for me? 
All right, 1 800. Thank you so much, Carl. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Uh, That is our first uh, open phones caller of uh, this hour, but we'll take more comers right now. 1 800 795 9565. If you agree with some of the good observations of our good Chamber of Commerce guest earlier, or Mr. Carl, or Mr. Ben, or me, you can call in now and uh, let us know that you are in 100% full agreement, or if you are diametrically opposed. Diametrically. Hmm. Give us a buzz. 1 800 795 95565. We got texts and emails. We'll read those shortly on the radio, but we'd love to hear from you right now. 1 800 795 9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners sent us a note, says, good morning. We talked about this uh, Texas Republican convention that was canceled. Mm. One of our listeners says, good morning, fellas. The convention of 6,000 potential attendees was removed from Houston yesterday by the mayor. The party is looking at a community north of Houston. There is the strong possibility of a lawsuit since the same mayor permitted 60,000 people to march together during the Floyd protests in Houston. As for attending the convention, the choice is up to each individual. The event will be offered online. As for the Dan Patrick show that uh, we have around here, he's a strong believer in keeping people safe. Oh, okay. Dan Patrick's also the lieutenant governor of Oh, Texas. I got you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm blending my <laughs> Dan Patrick's here. <laughs> That's uh, okay. Stay safe and well, says Larry from Texas, who's That's one of our great listeners. Yeah, Larry from Texas. Appreciate that. Uh, the Republic of Texas, I believe. Another listener sends us a note says, why is it the news media always says Biden says his hometown is Scranton? It's not his hometown. He's in Delaware. He left Scranton when he was 9 or 10. So he abandoned his birthplace and his hometown became the city in Delaware. He panders to the people of Pennsylvania every time he's run for national office. It's disgusting. Yeah, he was there yesterday well, looking at the house. He even did this thing where through the mask, you could see he was trying to look a little did weak. Did he do the publisher clearinghouse and give the people a check? Go up to the door <laughs> no, and knock? No, he didn't go in the house, the according to the TV oh. stations. They all stood outside and stared at the house, and the current residents came out came and out stared and said, at uh, him. Uh, came out and put their <laughs> Trump like, sign in front of the yard. Oh, my gosh. Poor they guy. Uh, anyway. so, well, you know, you can't really blame Joe Biden, his family took him to Delaware so he he immigrated to, to Delaware with his family and uh, and set up shop there and uh, but the uh, Biden political history uh, the father Joe Biden 
his brothers Frank and of course his sons uh, uh, pretty interesting they've uh, they've done pretty well for themselves as a lot of families on the political side do not only Democrats but Republicans uh, we should be um, if if we knew half the story our stomachs would turn every day in what our politicians have done not only for themselves and not all the politicians but a, a good majority of them, not only for themselves, but for their families. So, uh, you know, it's uh, quite interesting. Yeah, but hard scrapple Scranton, Joe Biden, yeah. Yeah, okay. How about <laughs> how about lightweight Wilmington, Hard. Delaware, Joe there Biden? You go. That's more like Well, yeah, this has to be the quintessential case where you have two pathetic candidates running for office. And Joe Biden's losing his ability to speak clearly. It's interesting how he's going to do this in the uh, debates when his verbal skills are declining. And I'm not dissing him or, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying this is an objective observation anybody can make. Uh, so he's cooked. And, of course, Donald Trump is the man he always been, so we don't really need to say more well, about I don't, that. I don't think they're both pathetic. I think Donald Trump's opened the opened the door and people can look in and see what the political, <laughs> see sy- what the political system has done. 1,800 no, do, do, lies do, do, a day. Do, well, it, 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 people can segment out their parts, but, but, but the Donald Trump, when his administration is done, pull back the curtain, and, and we're seeing not how sausage is made, we're seeing what's being put into the sausage. And again, not just Democrats, but Republicans are involved in this. Now, well, at least now we're seeing what the Democrats are. We're seeing the Democrats, the, the socialists that they've always been, they hid behind <laughs> it, the Marxists oh, that they've been. Oh, brother, And Come the on. small amount. <laughs> All right. What, what does the Democratic, if we could add, what does the Democratic Party stand for? Right now it seems to be anything that the Trump administration is, they're against. Joe Biden made a that's a pathetic speech on economic development. F- Seven hundred billion dollars over four so years. You agree the candidates are pathetic. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm saying. Oh, just there, Biden. There, there, no, no. There, there's parts that you can say, you know, about Trump, but what. Donald Trump has done is pulled back the curtain, and you can see how bad hey, our political system. As bad as it is, it's still the best in the world. All right, we got callers. Thank heaven, uh, Lance. You're on the mark. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, you're talking about uh, Joe Biden. Why uh, every his stump speech consists of running down the financial markets every chance he gets, as witnessed by the little blurb you just had on. Now, Mark, the other day I heard you extolling virtues of Dave Ramsey, which says that you little guys can really make out well if you take your money and just with stocks and all that, right? And, you know, you said it was just fine. So how how do you really feel? I mean, if you're, you're going to vote for Biden... Uh, I probably won't vote for Biden. I didn't vote for Trump or Hillary last time. I probably won't vote for Biden. I just think he's a terrible candidate, unless he really comes up with a good vice presidential candidate who <laughs> could be presidential. You know, and I, I think there are Democrats out there that fit that bill. Doesn't have to be a black woman like he says he's targeting, but uh, there could if be he... a good president out there on the Democratic side. So uh, that's that's probably you know. So I would support Biden then. But at this point, you know, if it were today, of course we don't know who is running media is. I certainly wouldn't vote for him, but I certainly wouldn't vote for President Trump. Well, if he doesn't pick a black oh. woman, um, there's going to be... He's missing uh, an opportunity. Well, no, no, he's not missing an opportunity. He's already committed to it. W- w- what's the... Well, uh, isn't that strange? What, what's, the, what's the reverb on that? Can you imagine being that black woman and say, okay, well, I said I'd hire a black woman and you are one of them, so you get the job. Well, okay, what does so that say? <laughs> what does that say? He's pandering to the left. Lance, go ahead. Oh, really, uh, 
Is there a moderate Democrat left? Yes. Can you find one? Who? Yes. The, the closest one is Joe Manchin out of West Virginia. The closest one. Well, yeah, maybe you're right there. But, I mean, uh, it's one of probably a hundred. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, no, no, but, I but, Lance, the Democratic Party are finally coming out to what they are. And the, the yeah. moderate Democrats the who try to be there can't stand up to the leftist. Well, Black Lives Matter, you know, this is a political organization that is uh, basically, through extortion of businesses, is getting money and finances. This is getting ridiculous. But be what you are, Democrats, be what you are. Bernie Sanders is, is and AOC and her group are running the Democratic Party. Go ahead, Lance. Yeah. At least they're the titular head of it anyway. Yes. Seems that way to me. All right, we got and, you. Uh, I think I I think we're headed in the wrong direction for sure because every single country that has done this has lived to regret it or actually died. Take a look at all of those Marxist revolutions oh, in North Africa and South America, yeah, and it all goes the same way. They all vote for the man of the people, okay. and all the right. next thing you know, boom. Okay. We're done with Marxism. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate well, do you, that. Do you think the Democratic Party is not socialist Marxist and the people who are are, are the the leaders right now? I do try to be a little more rational about it, yes. Well, uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Why, I talked to some people I've been talking to lately. Bring up the fact, and it's a good one, President Trump made his money before he got in office. Now, he's not taking a salary. About every other politician made their money in office. Where did that money all come from? President Obama, they were virtually broke, living on a small salary before he got in Senate. Then when he became president, now they have two homes and I heard they have three homes and they're not they're not soccer box houses why is it they make their money in office book deals probably yeah no it is but uh, Dan real quick people can go and take a look take a look at the net worth of Ronald Reagan before and after he was president. Take the look at George W. Bush and H. W. Bush before and after they were president. In sharp contrast, look at the difference between Bill and Hillary Clinton and look at Barack and Michelle Obama and look at the difference before and after they were in. Now, there should be a rise after your president. You should have some things, but it is significant a significant difference uh, when you look at those. And that's uh, a politician groups. thing. That's just not a president or well, a governor thing. Both, that's but remember, remember, Ronald Reagan had a ranch to go to. H. Uh, uh, w. Yeah, Bush and Bush were already established. They, they went there. Uh, uh, Trump had some there. Clinton and Obama had to rent or beg or borrow to go <laughs> uh, on summer vacations. That's a good point. Okay, Dan, go ahead. We'll let you wrap up. You know, this is. I, this is what the people told me. I was talking with several different people. The one reason, one of the many reasons they're going to vote for President Trump is uh, in the re-elections because he's a man keeping his promises. He's not taking money. He's making all of us more money. 
and he's gonna keep that right up in the new term and I believe the economy will start busting again at the seams despite all the setbacks the left tried to do against Trump with this virus now the economy still doing great 20, over 25,000 points on the Dow Jones so Keep up the good work, President Trump. Well, we Na love you out here in God's country. Well, the NASDAQ is at all-time highs. All-time yeah. highs. It's, it's be beautiful. I don't think there's another president could have done that through all these pandemics, through all the negative news broadcasting on Trump, never giving him a positive image always negative I don't think there's another president that could have done it but thanks to the silent majority out here in red country all right. we well, see the truth we and, see through all the news media we see their lies <laughs> we right. vote you for see, the man you see the world objectively well good point yeah. Dan thank you very much I, I would encourage you yeah, the, the president does not take a salary there's no argument there but he and his family have in wealth themselves millions of times over with the various decisions that the president has made he even tried to bring what the G7 to one of his hotels but of course everybody raised oh, holy about that. Well, so, but also, uh, but to be continued, we have to take a break to stay on schedule, and we we know that presidents are able to wealthify themselves, and so that that should be Governor President Wolf Trump also. should be no Governor Wolf doesn't take a salary also. Well, and he doesn't <laughs> he hasn't gained anything from being governor of Pennsylvania. He's he's his that name is his name is going to be. Uh, mud when he's done. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, we have a couple of open lines. We've got a couple of waiters waiting, and we've got a texture who texted. We'll be right back. Yeah, we'll find out what's cooking with the Washington Post this afternoon. Or Washington Post. Washington Redskins. Uh, one of our good listeners repeating what several listeners have said, and it irritates them. Mark, you scoff anytime mentions Marxism and the Democrats in the same sense. Why? The leadership and candidates of the Democratic Party are telling us that their end goal in words and deeds is Marxism. So quit laughing, Lawrence. You're missing the boat on that. That's the real world. They finally come out. And not all Democrats, but uh, a large majority of them have finally come out to what they've been. Now, They've been leaning this way for very long. We're talking decades. <laughs> I'm scoffing. I mean, hold it, hold it, Mark. When they, when they promote <laughs> Fidel Castro, when they were promoting the old Soviet Union as as bastions of, of greatness and, and fairness, and then you know when they promoted the Red Chinese, uh, you know the communists, and you know one of the biggest jokes is if you look at what the Trump administration's done with Russia compared to what the Obama administration has done with Russia, and supposedly so. This is hard, line. You know, as your this is uh, the way to be. As your as your guy burning the flag yesterday in Middleburg, which made no sense at all. But, uh, <laughs> oh, burning the, the Trump the, flag. the Russian the Russian flag. So uh, no, just you know, be who you are and let the American people decide if that's the way they want America to be. One of our listeners sends a note. I said both candidates are pathetic this year running for president, but he said no. The only pathetic candidate is Sleepy Joe Biden. Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, I really 
am enjoying these polls that they're coming out and saying, you know, uh, Biden's ahead by 14, 15 points now. And uh, I have to wonder about him because, you know, we know that the election is based on the Electoral College, okay? And if you look at the swing states, the lead by Biden is nowhere near them. So, you know, when Trump calls the, the media fake, I, I have to agree with them because the reality is they wouldn't be reporting Biden is ahead by, you know, almost 14 points if they were really supporting the news or reporting the news as it is. And and here's what I have to say about this. Okay, if you look, you know, any of your listeners can uh, Google four-quadrant personality types, okay, four-quadrant personality types. And there's people like me, we're kind of up in the, the upper right corner. We're, you know, we're, we're uh, harsh, we're tough, we're severe, we're pushy. And then down in the lower left, you have all these people that are conforming, they're supportive, they're respectful, they're dependent, and they're not, they're not going to answer any questions to say they're going to support a guy that has been labeled a uh, racist, a white nationalist, a bully, a hater. I mean, I have to say that I don't believe that the polls are accurate. Okay, number one, because of the Electoral College is what controls it. And number two, Trump has been labeled such an idiot such a racist and used in such derogatory names to describe him how many people are going to tell anybody i'm voting for this idiot well it goes back uh, mike to the uh the, the polls uh, when you look through 2016, but go back to the Virginia governor's race when it was then uh, Governor Doug Wilder was running, and people said, yes, yes, we're going to vote for him, and that's because they didn't want to say they weren't going to vote for for a black person running for governor, and he lost miserably. So, uh, again, polls. Look at samples. Look at sample sizes. Per, uh, particularly look at uh, registered voters look at recent voters so uh, you you can hire people to make up uh, you know to get your polls and uh, they'll give you what you want uh, if it's uh, if, if that's what you want to hear so you know we'll, we'll see what happens on the polls but no the, the media again I've said it before when 88% of the coverage of the Trump administration is negative 91% of the Obama administration was positive those two just don't equal out in the real world Right. Absolutely, and I'll, and I'll say, I'll stand by what I said in 2016 at this time of the year. The deciding factor in the November election has not happened yet, so we don't know. Oh. You know the, the polls are meaningful, but they're not that meaningful. What and the might last thing it I want to be? Say here, and, and Mark, this is directed uh, towards you. <laughs> white privilege, okay? White privilege is an albatross around white men's neck. I, I don't yeah. disagree okay. with that. Particularly right-handed white men. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you look at the suicide rates and the and the causes of death between uh, middle age, I'm assuming you're middle age, maybe a little bit more. I don't know you personally. Sixty but, even. You know, no, I had you at forty-seven. Sixty even. Oh, you look. He looks like he's forty-seven. Even. So you you're in that critical area where the white privilege is is trying to get you. You know, they're they're waiting to find you sitting in your easy chair. Uh, sometime, you know, where you spend most of your life, they say that, you know, these white, old white guys that uh, don't have any hope and they don't have anything, they're just sitting around waiting to die. Oh, and, and there's a lot, a lot of truth <laughs> to that in some ways, because we saw that with the, uh, 
that, that drug crisis we had here with the, uh, what do you call it, where they, the, the doctors would, pres- opioids, yeah. And I mean, that, and that went down into the younger ages. So, you know, being white isn't all, you know, what it's cracked up to be. We have a lot oh, of stress in our lives, and I think we need some programs to support us. Our, I think the whole world is set up to support you, Mike, as a white person. So that's just my observation. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Really appreciate the call. Uh, Text-wise, uh, I, I said both presidential candidates are pathetic, but one of our listeners says, no, it is, in fact, on the mark that is pathetic. I'm confused. Is this on the mark? Fox News with Hannity? Or is it the Twilight Zone? Wow. Nonsense is on display in a gigantic way, says Tom. Well, I appreciate that, which means we have to go to our next caller. Uh, and we have one call coming in, and that'll be it for today in terms of callers. So uh, we'll be done after this particular one. Actually, let me do that, and that takes care of that. And Al, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning, buddy. I figured out what's more poisonous than the pandemic and more deadly. Ignorance. Politics. Politics. Oh, oh okay. Politics of the whole thing is, you know, like your last caller said, leading to suicide, leading to depression, making people miss their appointments. I had a friend died. She got in the, she finally decided to go to the hospital. She was sick for a long time, and she only lasted a couple of weeks. Her cancer was so far gone. That was the end of that story. And uh, that's the only one I really know that died from the pandemic. I mean, I heard of a couple people having it. Keeping the kids out of school. I have 10 grandchildren. I'm very concerned about that, that they're not getting their their social health. And uh, It's just so important that they go to school and be with friends. And humans are made to be with others. Uh, and keeping us apart just allows them to go ahead and pull off their agenda, which I think is leading toward the loss of our liberties and our freedom. Marxism. Uh, pardon? Marxism is what we socialism the through line. Socialism okay. to Marxism. Well, that's your loss of liberty and freedom, and you end up, you know, mm-hmm. Marxism. You end up looking like Venezuela, and people fighting over food and and things worth nothing. Uh, your your career is down the tubes. Your your lifelong business is down the tubes. Uh, there's a lot of lot of problems, you know, with this lockdown. And other countries gave us an example that you didn't have to do it like this. And I'm sure history's going to say we didn't have to do it like this. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I, I don't like to blab too much, and I usually just say what I got to say. And I appreciate being <laughs> on the radio, being one of the Yeah, you got a good megaphone up here anytime. Thank you so much, Al. Thank you. Yep, appreciate the call. Uh, the We invite you to visit sunburymotors.com. Oh, I went down and saw my Ranger this week. Oh, I, did, I didn't buy it, but I looked at it. I sat in it. We started it. Uh, Kyle was down there, and we talked to him for a while. Uh, but it's perfect. What I want to do is I want to get a six-foot bed. It only has a five-foot bed. I need a six-footer. So, And actually, there is an eight-foot that's available. I don't need to haul plywood. I just need to haul bicycles. But anyway, we invite you to do what I do. Let's go to the Sunbury Motor Company on North 4th Street in Sunbury, or if you don't wish to do an in-person visit first, start at sunburymotors.com. Do like Ben did. Go down there and make a whole day of it. Take a lunch and enjoy the hospitality and the friendly people down there. Uh, Look at Tom's uh, Ford Bronco. Looks like Mm -hmm. it's probably, uh, what is it, a 75, something in that range? And it's Mm -hmm. a gorgeous vehicle. Orange one? Uh, Yes, and Mm -hmm. it is a uh, the old square box ones that were really super. That's down in there in the showroom. And they got a new F-150 in the front office 
too in the front showroom for you to see and that is going to be marked uh, with a super price tag because you're there but they have new Fords, Lincolns, Kias, Hyundais and pre-owned inventory. You can select the perfect vehicle and purchase online right from your home and do see Kyle Alexander or Ernie or Austin or Jeff Clock or yeah. Jason Benfers, the person you're going to have to see that because that's over in the Navigator territory and they'll help you out. But they are just anxious as can be to super serve you in every way and that's what they're going to do at the Sunbury Motor Company. You can start your visit at sunburymotors.com. And I have uh, my daughter's car right now is at the Quick Lane. Getting, oh, is it? Uh, getting set up for uh, for the fall. Where she? What's she yeah. doing in the fall? Well, she's just driving back and forth to school, school. but uh, okay, going so through, school. going through, and get yourself serviced, uh, making sure the air conditioner's working, tires rotated, oil changed. She becomes a junior this year. She becomes a senior this oh year. Oh my gosh! TikTok yeah, time is marching senior, on. All right, we got our callers lined up for the rest Quick of the lane. show. Quick lane, excellent. Somebody we'll will. be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. News. All right, we got four minutes left, two minutes each. Chris is first. Uh, Chris, you get two minutes. I wait 15 minutes to get two minutes. Huh? I'm sorry, buddy. You waited too long. <laughs> All right. Well, you did small talk with Ben. All right. Uh, boy, it's Nash. It's uh, Republican Fantasy Day today. Uh, Democrat moderates are, are. It can't even be found and. We found one. And don't exist, and Republican uh, moderates are uh, rhinos. Well, we found one, Joe Manchin. And they're corrupt just like, uh, they're corrupt just like uh, the Democrats are. And uh, white privilege is the white man's burden. And uh, slaves were all happy and were treated well, too, I guess. So those are the myths of the day. <laughs> and who's, who, uh, where was no, that said? No, the, the, Trump isn't a crook, doesn't lie all the time, has been mistaken about everything about the virus, almost everything he said has been wrong. Yeah, where, where was the slave comment, uh, Chris? He didn't do anything in, for uh, February and March, and uh, we still, stop travel. we still have our short on personal equipment for the nurses in in uh, in what is this now July. Where, where, July. where are we short on the wow. equipment, Chris? Where are we short on the equipment right now? Because Texas. Okay, I've, I've I've not seen that now. Also, too, well, I guess the travel. It, I guess you don't listen to Texas. Okay. Well, we just had a uh, email from Texas. He'll get back to us. So uh, we yeah, found Joe he's, Manchin he's a for you. Republican too. Isn't okay. It? Well, we found Joe Manchin yes, for is. you. So and Chris, you're not a hardcore. What? Socialist, Marxist, Democrat? Oh, brother. Oh, yeah, which one? I was the Marxist, right? No, no, which, which one? <laughs> I'm one of the Marx, Marx brothers. Good uh, ideas. 
there's nothing wrong with being a Marxist, but when you say Marxist, you're also talking about uh, causing revolution and doing it through violence, too, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So you, you sort of smear everybody that no way. No, you don't. You just be, 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 be what you are. Do you own a Che Guevara t-shirt, by chance? <laughs> yeah, what if I did? <laughs> right, Chris, okay. you get another minute because the other fella hung up. Oh, <laughs> Well, it's, it's 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 pretty pathetic that you can't see Trump for the. He, he was a uh, he he got his money from his father. Bush got his money from his father. They didn't earn it. So Donald Trump did not take a business and improve on it. Bush did not no, take a business and improve on it. No, he didn't actually. Because I, if you look at uh, what he did, he, he he got it through financial manipulation and not okay. paying banks back. But yes. He, he made some money on his own. He bankrupt more, and he bankrupt more people who were working for him. He doesn't pay people honestly. He threatens them with lawyers and endless uh, court stuff, he, uh, court cases to get paid. Chris, I would expect no difference. So, so, so bank, how? No bank in America would loan him money. Why do you think that is? Uh, how how did how come why he re- you, why how would no bank in America loan they did loan the money they refinanced and then and probably maybe two books you should read the art of the deal one and then the comeback of he the deal he didn't write that well the, he was the ghost writers work for for all people but it was his story now you can disagree <laughs> with his story <laughs> it was chris his story. well yeah chris chris your chris your credibility chris your credibility your credibility one at a time guys Money. Chris, your credibility hey, because you listen, cannot you have it when you're just that Mary's, negative. Mary's? Yes. Talk about my credibility. Yes. Let's look Talk at Mary's about book. Credibility. Let's look at Mary's credibility and look okay. look look how many of the other family members are coming back. Mary Trump is a frustrated young lady. Well, 55 she years old lady. But the truth is, if she had the papers. Chris, I don't think you know the truth, about, unfortunately. Uh, several years ago. But, Chris, keep calling. Her papers she supplied. Those weren't her uh, accusations. Those were in the legal papers. Okay, Chris, have a good weekend, but keep calling, please. We need to know you're out there. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. You're listening to On the Mark on WKOK Sunbury.